It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And the full-time whistle goes. Let's get the story of Hamilton and Rangers with Alison and Alex. Full-time at the Hope CBD Stadium. It is Hamilton nil, Rangers 5. One-way traffic and a comfortable afternoon as Rangers cut the gap at the top back to five points. Ryan Jack gave them the lead in the 16th minute with a strike from outside the box. Jermaine Defoe then doubled the lead a minute later with a diving header from closer range. Scott Arfield had them 3-0 up in the 24th minute with a stunning strike into the roof of the net from 25 yards. Rangers were then awarded a penalty in the 43rd minute after Ziggy Gordon brought down Ryan Kent in the box. Upset the captain James Tavernier and he made no mistakes in the spot and it was 4-0 at half-time. Daniel Candias lashed the shot wide just after the break and then Gary Woods blocked another Candias chance, chance soon after. Jermaine Defoe's shot was then saved by Woods at the near post before Danny McKinnon had the ball in the net for Hamilton Ackies but the offside flag was out. It was up. Kyle Lafferty then fired just past the post before he made it 5-0 in the 88th minute, firing low pass Woods after collecting the ball from Daniel Pondeas. Full time at the Hope CBD Stadium, it is Hamilton 0, Rangers 5. Alex Ray, Rangers won't get a more comfortable afternoon. Yeah, I think most of the damage was done in the first half, four goals up, and uh, they went to the second half. You have to give credit to Hamilton, they went to a back four, uh, a midfield five, and uh, Big Oakley up front and it made it more difficult it looked a lot more organised but Rangers were in cruise control there Alison and they managed to get Lafferty Davis on get some match time and Lafferty got his uh, goal towards the dying minutes of the game and I think it was a very comfortable day for Rangers and Stephen Gerrard would be really happy with the way they went about it five different scorers as well which breeds confidence so he'll be delighted with this Five goals, five different scorers as Stephen Gerrard shakes every single player's hand as they walk off the pitch. Full time, Hamilton nil, Rangers five. Uh, Alex Ray, if you had to pick your man of the match today, then who would that be? Uh, I thought Scott Arfield in the first half, but for me it had to be uh, Ryan Kent. I thought he caused problems throughout. He's uh, driving at the opposition, he's technical ability. He just brings a right good zip to the crowd, uh, to the game, you know, rather Gordon. He gets them up the pitch and he causes them all sorts of problems. And uh, for me, he's one of the standout players for Rangers today. Uh, listen, different tests will, will come along, I'm sure, Alex. No disrespect to Hamilton, more difficult tests will come along. But what we saw from Ryan Kent today, might we see more of that in terms of, I mean, he was, he was rarely, rarely on the left-hand side at all. Yeah, well, I think he causes problems when he comes into that pocket, Gordon, because what happens is you drag the full-back in, it leaves the wider guys. Arfield was going out there, and then you get Andy Halliday going down the left-hand side as well. So I think it should be in both sides, Gordon, because what it does is it gets the full-back thinking, do you go in with him, do you leave him to a midfielder? And it starts asking questions, whereas if you just stand out in the touchline, it's very easy for the full-back to mark you, and it starts making decisions. And I just think the, uh, the rotation, particularly in the first half, caused Hamilton all sorts of problems and I didn't think the back three because the rotation was actually killing them because the, the wider guys it was Mikael Miller and McGowan were getting inside they were spaced down the sides and then when they weren't getting in they were getting picked off in the pockets so it was really uh, inventive for Rangers with this type of movement, movement and it was actually causing Hamilton's uh, terrible trouble in there uh, Hugh Keevans who would you sum up what you've just witnessed um, predictable uh, second top versus second bottom Golf in class The golf in class was fully exhibited By Rangers They could have had more goals They've done their side of the bargain uh, They've reduced the 
deficit between themselves and Celtic to five points. They have cut the goal difference that Celtic had uh, in their favour from 11 to uh, six. Uh, and now it's about a changed Celtic side, minus their captain, minus their steadiest player, Callum McGregor, uh, and against the Motherwell side who have won six league games in a row and who go to Celtic Park brimful of confidence with young men who, if they are not intimidated by the occasion, will pose Celtic problems in defence. So we're part one of the story over and done with. Part two now becomes very interesting. What did you make of the game at Hamilton? Well, I thought for 45 minutes it's probably the best I've seen Rangers move the ball uh, in terms of... Uh, you know the tempo they played it and how they picked their passes forward you know progressive passes and you know I, I, I said in the first half that I didn't think Hamilton were particularly that bad I just think Rangers were that good and sometimes you've got to give credit to that Alex is right the way that Kent came off the line and Diaz was impressive um, and you've got to say Stephen Gerrard must have told him to play that way um, second half of course they take their foot off the gas a bit could have actually been we were just chatting you know there could have actually been seven or eight Hamilton made a more of a game at the second half should have had a penalty but Rangers by far the better team uh, and Gerard will be absolutely delighted with the, the work his team done this week I mean 10 goals uh, no return that's that's some going yeah I've got to say a good afternoon's work for uh, Rangers considering obviously Celtic playing at 3 o'clock they had to go and make sure they get the three points and on top of that a clean sheet and five goals so it's been a good day Stephen Gerrard will be delighted with it uh, you talk about Manny matches you look at Arfield you look at Kent I thought Ryan Jack today probably had his best game in the Rangers I thought he was outstanding but um, they just were too good on the day for Hamilton and I think Brian Rice will come out and try and take some positives out the second half but uh, I think he was lucky mm. that it only was 5-0 uh, Robert Middlemiss is on Twitter We look really good today Thought it'd actually be 3-0 But there we go And you Jermaine the forward score He is terrific uh, Alex did Rangers answer a couple of questions today Because the 5-0 midweek against Kilmarnock Came with Alfredo Morelos And there's been all that talk about how Rangers attack without him Can they be the same team without him And again I'm not taking anything away Yes I'm sure Tougher tests will come But to go and do that Without Alfredo Morelos Shows that Shows that the other players Can step up Well yeah They have to Gordon They have to They have to step up Gordon Purely for the point of view Is that you know You look at St Johnson A couple of weeks ago And no, and he was looking for leaders You've seen that in abundance today As uh, Gordon just mentioned there I thought Ryan Jack Was brilliant in the middle of park I feel these are key players uh, If Rangers are going to do anything Defoe There was question marks You know he, he get a poacher's instinct In general play Doesn't take a lot of Action within that game, but he comes alive in and around at the box. I mean, it's interesting watching him, Gordon, where you don't quite get a true reflection on TV. He's constantly looking to peel off the shoulder of centre halves, and I think the players need to recognise what his strengths are because all he's looking to do is burst in behind. And if a quality ball over the top, because there was times it was 30, 40 yards uh, that they, you know you can just over hit that ball and let him run onto it. So they have to get to get an understanding as well what uh, Defoe brings to the table. But I think. Uh, to compare the two games I think uh, uh, Morelos will come back into the team uh, on Wednesday against Dundee because he is the go-to guy the team play 
better with him. He, he brings people into play, he causes problems for the centre half, and his goal to game ratio is phenomenal. So I think it's encouraging for Steven Gerrard from the point of view that he get five different uh, scorers today. Again, I thought Kamara was really impressive. He keeps the ball tidy. He's industrious and he has a good understanding of the, of the game. So I think there's plenty of positives today. Andy Halliday was bombing up and down the left-hand side as well. Tavernier doing the right-hand side. And that combination with Candias and uh, Tavernier goes from strength to strength for me. I'm going to give the, the caller from one of the nights this week the credit. He was the one. He was on. He was demanding that Rangers shoot more from outside the box. Ryan Jack popped one in the bottom corner. And Scott Arfield did the same rifling high beyond Gary Woods. Uh, some some good goals in amongst the five today. Yeah, I thought the two the two goals in particular, Gordon, because it, it, being a former midfielder and uh, goal scoring one, unlike uh, Daz and the, the Bulgin uh, Willow in the studio, it's important to recognise that. See, when you get into that area and it's open up for you, why not have a pop? Uh, and I thought the two of them done it brilliant. There was different types, you know. I think it was more a kind of slew into the bottom corner, placed by Ryan Jack, brilliant finish. Whereas the other one was right in the postage stamp. So. Uh, Stephen Gerrard would be delighted but that, uh, the, the caller was right Gordon because you want to see more of that and that, in terms of goals returned from Arfield I think he's on about seven goals already so he'll be looking to break into double figures which is a good return from a midfielder breaking forward uh, And Hugh Keevans I can turn any game into one that's relevant for us Scotland's Andy Robertson up against Scotland's Scott McTominay at Old Trafford Celtic's Virgil van Dijk playing as well uh, Man United nil, Liverpool nil. we'll keep an eye on that one that'll be interesting won't it Man United look as if they have the bit between their teeth the Ole factor is uh, written large all over this game uh, and uh, you know they, they look to be in the mood to beat Liverpool and upset Jurgen Klopp's title prospects but long way to go right let's go back to Celtic Park and get a recap of those teams ahead of Celtic and Motherwell with Andrew McLean and Jim Duffy yeah so Celtic make five changes from their midweek defeat in Valencia out go Simunovic, Brown, McGregor, Hayes and Burke in come the returning Kieran Tierney back from injury and wearing the armband today there's Nier Beaton who's in starting for the first time since December 2017 Ewan Henderson as well as in he's in for his first start in Celtic's first team Scott Sinclair and Alton Edward also back in for the hoops a 4-2-3-1 for them today Scott Bain in goal a back four of Jeremy Tollian Dedrick Boyata Christopher Ayer and Kieran Tierney Nair Beaton and Ewan Henderson the holding midfielders with James Forrest Ryan Christie and Scott Sinclair in behind Alton Edward the substitutes Craig Gordon Jack Hendry Johnny Hayes Mikael Lustig Oliver Burke Timothy Weah and Mikey Johnson as for Motherwell just the one change for them Curtis Main drops out of the squad altogether and it's young James Scott that comes in for his first start up front. So it's a 4-3-3 for them. Mark Gillespie in goal. A back four of Liam Grimshaw, Tom Aldred, Charles Dunn and Richard Tate. The midfield three, Alan Campbell, Alex rodriguez Gorin, and David Turnbull. With Jake Hasty and Bolly Ariyibi either side of James Scott. The substitutes, Rohan Ferguson, Carl McHugh, Peter Hartley, Elliot Freer, Connor Salmon, Liam Donnelly and Danny Johnson. Jim Duffy, when we look at the Celtic side, with there being no Scott Brown in there and no Callum McGregor in there, it will certainly be interesting to see how near Beaton and you and Henderson will link up in that midfield yeah I mean you go back we, we see it time and time again the strength in Celtic but obviously it's great to see them promoting young players like you and Henderson obviously you know you, Oliver and Cham's missing but on the bench you've still got likes of Oliver Burke and Timothy Weah and uh, you know Odson Edward back in the team so it's still a very strong Celtic side there's no doubt about that but I suppose when you put a young player in there but he's against a young player in David Turnbull you know I think it's 
he's 19 or something that has been absolutely outstanding for Motherwell with Jack Casey in there now you've got James Scott uh, you know so you look at the Motherwell team and you, you guys who you would normally tried and trusted like Carol McHugh Peter Hartley are on the bench so the formula that Stevie Robinson has went to in recent weeks is is, is, is obviously proved to be very successful um, six wins on the bounce uh, coming here against uh, Celtic on the back of their disappointing uh, midweek uh, against uh, Valencia but scoring that last minute winner against uh, Kilmarnock there uh, a week or so ago and that uh, as I said gave them that eight point cushion so I think Celtic still will be confident you know they still play very well here at Celtic Park their um, record here is exceptional um, they've still got plenty of firepower with Forrest Sinclair's on great scoring uh, for them as well so yeah I think it'll be a, a much more open game uh, you know I mean I, I don't see Motherwell coming here really and being overly cautious why should they you know as I said they're in great form so if they come here play the way they've been playing as you had said there they've got to be able to handle it it's a different occasion when you come to Celtic Park sometimes young players can get caught up in it and the surroundings and you know they, 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 they maybe lose focus a little bit but they can remain with that belief and that focus and they want to go and show that they're really good players this is the perfect platform to play with Curtis Main out the squad altogether you you look at the bench there's still Connor Salmon in there Danny Johnson yeah. still both available for, for selection but do you think the likes of you know the emergence of David Turnbull the emergence of Jake Hasty yeah. that it plays a big part in the reason why James Scott is in there from the start yeah because you'll have played with them as well uh, in the, the reserves so they, they'll know each other so you know for, there's a bit of familiarity and that certainly helps uh, obviously from the manager's point of view he's seen the success of these young players uh, he's shown them seen them growing into established first team players knocking the likes of Carol McHugh uh, out of the team and saying well, listen I'm in the team on merit now uh, and we're getting positive results and there's just that youth that enthusiasm that youth brings to your team but it's not just enthusiasm it's quality these these young boys are quality I'm looking forward to saying I don't know uh, James Scott too much I mean uh, Gordon might know a little bit, a bit more about him but uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to him as I said the new Henderson and as we said at the start there Andrew there's been a lot of negativity about Scottish football over the last uh, week or so so it's fantastic to see young emerging Scottish talent come into the game here and play in the high profile match plenty of interesting talking points here with 40 minutes to go until kickoff. Uh, yes there is indeed we're looking forward to that one a great deal Celtic up against Mullerwell it finished Hamilton now Rangers 5 at the Hope CBD Stadium so stay where you are because we're going to get all the post-match reaction from there we'll be hearing from the likes of Stephen Gerrard and Brian Rice and we'll hear from Brendan Rogers and Stephen Robinson after these you've won £18,500 I'd like to scream right now but I'm in the middle of a very big office £17,271.37p that's going in your bank account you're a winner and it's not for real cash register win big cash every day the cash register is back tomorrow morning at 8 Clyde One action as it happens and your reaction from 5 on the open line this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard it's finished between Hamilton and Rangers. It finished Hamilton now, Rangers 5. A comprehensive victory for Stephen Gerrard's side. We will hear from him and Brian Rice as soon as we possibly can. We're also building up to the big one at Celtic Park. Celtic up against Motherwell. Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson, Gordon Dieller in the studio. Jim Duffy's at Celtic Park. And Alex Ray is at Hamilton. There's lots going on. Man United nil, Liverpool nil. if you're interested in that one. Uh, let's hear a bit from both managers ahead of the game at Celtic Park. Let's start with the home boss, Brendan Rodgers. We look forward to that. Um players put in a huge effort will go away and uh, get back recover and obviously it'll be a, a fantastic game Motherwell are on a very very good good run 
playing very well. Uh, but we are playing at home also, playing very, very well. And uh, we'll look forward to the challenge. Up against Stephen Robinson this afternoon. The last time I changed it, I, I brought experienced players in. I didn't, you know, make wholesale changes as a, a shadow squad. I made, I, I put experienced players in. I played a hell of a lot of games, probably more experienced than the boys that left out in that night. And Celtic were too good for us. Simple, we're too good for us in that night. Well, I think we're a different proposition now. We have got a, a more attacking threat. We've got players that can hit Celtic on the break, which I didn't feel we had before. You know, make no mistake, Celtic will have a lot of the ball. They always do. They'll dominate possession, and that's what we do when we land on the ball. And perhaps that's my biggest regret from the last game was yeah we were organised to an extent we were defensively okay we switched off for the goals individually but we did when we landed on the ball we didn't have the bravery we didn't have the belief we maybe didn't have the pace and, and quality at that stage either I believe we do when we do land on it so that's the important factor of it being organised is one thing being disciplined is one thing but being able to hit teams on the break and make those decisive passes I believe we've got the players in the team that can do that uh, Jim Duffy Everyone's mentioning Motherwell's run It is a, a terrific run That they're on Six league wins on the bounce Barely changing the team uh, Having said that you, you just can't ignore Celtic's home form It's been flawless Domestically this season Very different From, from what we've seen On the road On occasion Yeah And uh, maybe he's left Scott Brown out Because the pitch Isn't good enough To play that silky soccer But uh, nah, I mean Celtic at Celtic Park Are a different proposition There's no doubt about it I mean Obviously domestically As you said Imperious um, but Manuel, you know, are, are, is, I'm, I'm, I'm good to hear Stevie Robinson saying that. But listen, it's easy to say it. Brian Rice was very positive today before the before the Rangers game and uh, get turned over. So, you know, they've still got to go about their job. They've still got to take the the way they're playing to a place like Celtic Park. It's uh, it's, it's good to have those options of pace and uh, you know, it's players you can play on the counter attack. But you've got to take the opportunities because there'll not, not be that many for, for Motherwell today and Celtic as I said will be on the front foot but you know Celtic um, you know, will play the same way the, the thing is it won't be anything uh, new that, you know, they won't come up with anything that uh, Stevie Robinson won't expect they'll play the same way you know the full backs will push forward um, Beaton will sit uh, Henderson will try and link up the play with the, with the guys in front of him um, you know Scott Sinclair will make those runs a diagonal runs in off the flank so you know, there's nothing, there's nothing unfamiliar about the Celtic team, but they do it very well on most occasions, particularly at Celtic Park. And when they move the ball quickly and slick, then they're a very, very good side. On occasion, they, they, they can slow the place down a little bit, and that's obviously what Stephen Robinson will be hoping that they're maybe not at their, their, their sharpest today. And if they do that, then if they can nick it and then hit on the counter attack, then that'll be the best way of trying to achieve a, a positive result. I mean, don't get me wrong, Alex Ray, Motherwell's form has been a lot better than Hamilton's was going into that game, but the same type of traps apply. Motherwell won't be able to give Celtic an early goal. They certainly won't be able to concede, you know, a second one 25 seconds later. And if chances do come along, they'll need to take them. All the things that, that didn't go Hamilton's way today. Yeah, I think they'll have to be a lot more compact, Gordon. I think the Hamilton team today were wide open, uh, particularly at Parkhead, when you look at the firepower that Celtic have at their disposal. You know, Edwards back in, Sinclair, Forrest and Christie. So they have to be more two banks where it makes it more difficult because they have players who can carve them open. You know, Hattie's been in fire, I think, five goals in his last six. You have to get the ball to him. You need to get Curtis Main to actually retain the ball, get support from the middle. Yeah, he's part. not playing, remember, Curtis oh, Main, James right. Scott today, but is this a similar role? I don't yeah. think the role changes. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing, Gordon. You, uh, the, the number nine has to be able to keep the ball so that it allows the players to uh, you know, the guys to get up and support that because otherwise, if it just keeps coming back and it's wave after wave, it'll just be a matter of time before Celtic break them down. Jim Duffy on that I mean it's a, it's a big afternoon for James Scott it's his first start he's had a couple of sub appearances recently 
I mean, for a young striker, he's actually pretty physical. Usually, you know, that's the bit that comes a bit later. He's quite a big boy, likes to put himself about. So you can't see the, the you know, the, the approach changing from Mullow. He's there to do the Curtis main role, essentially. Yeah, he's let, he's let to hold the ball up and, and try and get the midfield players like Alan Campbell and uh, and David Turnbull up in support. But, uh, you know, it's already having that physicality. But, you know, it's Celtic in, in terms of, you know, their, their um, you know, aspect of Beaton sitting in front. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, they, they, they have Boyata and stuff like that. So I don't really think, can I? They, they, they won't be, you know, phased by the boy if he's got he's got a bit of presence. But it, it's, it's, it's all about his touch. It's all about being a big boy, but you've got to have a good touch because that ball can't bounce off. You can't lose possession because if you lose possession and you've got the likes of Turnbull and, and Campbell looking to support, then that's when you can you can leave those gaps. Alex says, you know, it's all right. The Celtics get the ball, you can fill the gap. But when you're on the attack, you have to retain possession. So, as I said, I'm looking forward to, to seeing the young man today in amongst, I say, those other players I mentioned. Um, you know, obviously we've mentioned Hasty Turnbull has in a terrific season. Alan Campbell, uh, I've been told, is over 50 first-team games for, for, for Motherwell and another young player. So, uh, you know, they've got great energy about them now, Motherwell. And, uh, you know, they've got, as I said, a, a goal threat, which was maybe missing a little bit. And they seem to have tightened up at the back. So all aspects from Stevie Robinson's team have just completely turned around. Uh, and from Celtic's point of view, it's more of the same, I think, when it's Celtic Park they just want him as at the St Johnson game uh, a few weeks ago and they, they started the game at a real high tempo and it never really let up uh, here's a pretty easy one for you to answer the Celtic fans going along today how pleased will they be to see the return of Kieran Tierney yeah, I mean, he's a massive fan's favourite, isn't he? I mean, and an outstanding player, you know, and uh, it, it's brilliant for Celtic to have him back. I'm sure they were disappointed they just couldn't quite, quite get him back in for those European matches because I think particularly at Celtic Park, I think he would have been, you know, I, I, I think could have made a difference, I really do. I think he's that good a player. I think the game against Valencia, he could have made a difference to that game, a massive difference um, because a couple of the goals that came in, I think... No, no disrespect to Emilio Zagueri but his positioning wasn't great and I think someone like Tierney would have been a lot better in that but uh, he gives them so much um, you know quality uh, he gives them balance he's got a great understanding with Sinclair Sinclair knows when to come in he knows that uh, Tierney will be on the overlap but also defensively Emilio Zagueri has been great going forward Johnny Hayes is great going forward but Tierney's got all of the assets he can defend one to one he can tuck in because he can play that left-sided role uh, centre-back, as we know. He gets forward. He can good delivery. He's got everything in the game and he's got a tremendous engine and a, and a great appetite for the game. He, he plays like a supporter because he is a supporter. But uh, And as I said, he gets the fans lifted as well. So I don't think you can you can praise the boy highly enough. Well, in the first game of the afternoon, it finished Hamilton 0, Rangers 5. Here's what Stephen Gerrard made of it. Yeah, I thought we were excellent, certainly in the first 45 minutes. You know, um been speaking to the players quite a lot, a lot recently about turning up and being hungry and showing our intent from the beginning and um, I thought we came out of the blocks really well and controlled uh, all the first 45 minutes and certainly deserved a, a big lead at half time and it's difficult to 4-0, uh, you know some people mentally switch off a little bit and we become a little bit flat in the second half so I wanted to bring the subs on to bring a little bit more energy and a bit more purpose about our play and that's what they did and we managed to get another goal later on. Five goals for five different scorers, which must be pleasing for you as well. Yeah, it is pleasing because you know at times we've been probably over-reliant on Alfredo at times. and um, We've definitely got the quality out there to create goals and score goals when, when he's not here and he's not available. Um, and that was a, a big positive today. The clean sheet as well, um, very pleased with. 
So yeah, good performance all around. You have been critical of your players when they haven't turned up. Are you hoping mm. that your message is finally getting through to them? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's just reminding them that they're, they're good players and, and they've got quality, but, um, you know, talent's not enough. You've, you've got to turn up with the right mentality and, and the right purpose and you've got to work hard and match these teams. You know, you don't, they're not just going to hand it to you. You've got to go and earn the right. And I think if you compare the first 45 minutes of how we played over 90 minutes against St. Johnson, it's, it's night and day, it's completely different. Alex Ray, last Saturday we heard Stephen Gerrard on the show very critical of his players, questioning the, the leadership and so on. And that leads to the usual usual reaction. You get people saying, oh, well, I don't know if the players are like that. Is he throwing the players under the bus? What type of reaction is he going to get? Well, if you look at the last two games, um, they've clearly responded exactly how he wanted them to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think mentality is a key thing, Gordon. You know, you want your team to come out. You want them to have purpose. You want them to be on the front foot. And he's got that in the last couple of games. And I think that's exactly what he's looking for. And it's just a reminder to the players that you cannot come off the pedal regardless. You have to earn the right. You have to go and take the game to the opposition. And the last two games have done that. And I think he, he touched on all the points that we, we, we did after the game. You know, the first 45 minutes were brilliant. The intent was there. Five scorers. It's all pleasing, clean seats. So it's, it's all stuff that Stephen Gerrard would like. But he would want that more on a consistent basis due to the fact, you know, the disappointment of that St. Johnson game. Yeah, I mean, Jim Duffy, it's not quite neck and neck where one team plays in the, the morning and then the other team plays later on and it, it, it is neck and neck but that's all Rangers can do now They all they can do is keep putting in those convincing performances and just keeping up all the pressure they can when Celtic then play afterwards yeah but they have to do it uh, more consistently they have to string a series of results series of wins together uh, you know over the course of the season they haven't managed to do that um, and, and that's you know, I'm not saying let's help the hook because they have to do their business, but it's just eased the pressure a little bit every time Celtic's went to play. But today they've went about their business as well as they possibly can, scoring five goals, um, got the positive result. But there is still a five-point gap, um, and I think that that'll be um, something that uh, you know Celtic would be more than happy about. A few weeks ago, particularly, you know, the last game before the Brett against Rangers, if someone was to be five five points ahead. They'd be delighted and they've got a the chance to stretch it back to eight today. But, um, you know, I think from Rangers' point of view, I, I didn't really see too much from Steven Gerrard that was really that controversial or that, you know, upsetting for the players. I think he said that, you know, you know, he, he needs basically take more responsibility. And, and I think that players like are playing for Rangers should be and they should be have been, you know, wanting to take the game that they drew against St. Johnson. So I, I think, yeah, he got a reaction, but he's got to get it. He can't keep going back every maybe six, seven weeks and seeing a similar sort of thing. The players have got to take it on board and, um, you know, and, and, and react to it week in, week out. And that's something that Celtic have managed to do pretty much, you know, the, the whole period of time that Brendan Rodgers has been in charge. I mean, Alex Ray, if, if you're talking leadership, if you're talking about guys that, that do get that reaction, how important are the likes of Arfield and Jack to making that happen? Yeah, well, they're, they're both experienced players, you know, they've been about the block, you know, Conor Golson at the back does that also, and, uh, you know, you've got that with Jermaine Defoe when he's in the team, you've got guys through that actually know what the actual criteria is to win games, and, and Jim's absolutely right in what he says there, consistency is a key thing, and you don't have to want to go back to the players every five, six, whatever it may well be, weeks, and reiterate to them, you know, this mentality, we can't come off the pedal, we have to keep pushing on. And that will, you know, don't forget, a lot of these guys haven't played in, a, in an environment where you are actually asked to win on a regular basis, uh, you know, uh, because of the demands and because Celtic are constantly doing that, then it's always putting pressure on the players and you have to step up to that and you have to deliver. So Jim's right in what he's saying, you have to go on 8, 10, 12 games and because that will make you better uh, contenders to win championships.
Uh, Hugh Keevans We're watching Man United Liverpool In the studio as well It's still goalless by the way With half an hour gone Man United have been forced Into two changes already Through injury And Liverpool have also been Forced into a change Through injury So it's the the walking wounded Yeah I mean For Firmino to go off uh, For Liverpool is a blow Daniel Sturridge taking his place But he's not uh, quite as good As Firmino is uh, So uh, the, the battle goes on 31 minutes played Nil-nil uh, No matter who's gone off it's those who are on who count and they're providing a traditional Man U Liverpool match which is high octane. Just to go back to that about Steven Gerrard and players. Players today for me are pampered and cosseted. Steven Gerrard is the gaffer and he's told the workforce that their work on a particular day wasn't up to scratch. What's wrong with that? And he was quite right to say so. Uh, and, you know, players for me, uh, get off lightly. Everyone always tries to cut them slack no matter what happens. Rangers had a particularly poor result in the, the title race at home to St. Johnson, a match which they might very well have lost and ended up dropping two points. So I think if the gaffer criticises the workforce, that happens everywhere in the land and football is no exception and should not be an exception. On the basis of the last two performances, that reaction... Has arrived And then as Jim Duffy says The next challenge is just to keep keep doing it And make it a bit more consistent Yeah but Jim's right It's okay reminding him now I, I said yesterday I think he's right to remind him But Jim's right Six or seven weeks down the line He, he doesn't want to keep doing it You know it, it needs to sink in To the, the guys um, That when you're playing for Rangers You're expected to play Like you did today There'll still be some Rangers fans Go away today and go Great 5-0 Should have been 6 or 7 You know these players That's the expectations That's the levels And the quicker the guys realise it Then The quicker they will be In better shape To really push Celtic To the end in a title challenge So I'm with you I'm with Jim I think he's right But He doesn't want to keep Continually doing it You know He needs players to get the message And get it quickly And deal with the pressure Better than they did say Last week Against St Johnson Where they were so poor Hamilton 0, Rangers 5, that was the score in the first game this afternoon in the big one down south, it's goalless between Man United and Liverpool, we're only 20 minutes away from kick-off between Celtic and Motherwell, we'll continue the build-up to that after these. Clyde One's Cash Register The Cash Register Win Big Cash Every Day With Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington Check in with Bowie at breakfast Each day at 8 For the daily cash amount If we call you Repeat the amount back to us And win it Keep listening To find out how to sign up The cash register With Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington And their fantastic winter sale In store and online The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard 15 minutes to kick off between Celtic and Motherwell in the early game. It finished this Hamilton uh, nil, Rangers show. 5. No idea what just happened, but there we go. We're just moving swiftly over that. Consummate professionals in here, Hugh Keevans. Um, still goalless between Man United and Liverpool. Jim Duffy, let's go back to Celtic Park. Um, looking at the, the, the attacking lineup for Celtic today, Odson Edward leading the line. There's now the real competition in that area, and it, yes, they play enough games to try and rotate everyone, but I'm sure they'll all want to stake their claim and, and try and prove that they are the main striker. Yeah, I mean, the, way, the way Celtic play, they only play with the, obviously the one the one out and out striker and then the supporting players. Uh, and you know, over recent weeks, obviously Oliver Buck has been the kind of main one. 
and, and odds and Edward over, over the early part of the season obviously he was the, the guy but they needed competition and they needed options um, but then the Rodgers went, has went back to odds and Edward I think he looked a little bit sluggish a couple of games and uh, didn't really look sharp but um, I think you know that happens sometimes if you've been out the, out the team for a couple of weeks and particularly strikers you know Gordon and I'll tell you that so you know you need that sharpness and get that get games under your belt um, and, and I think obviously getting a start will, will help him and he is, a, he is, he is a, a, a player still a young player still learning his trade but he is a, is a, a talented player but I still think he's got a lot to learn I think he's still he's got his movement he can be a wee bit sharp and he can gamble he doesn't score enough scruffy kind of scrappy tap-ins for me but um, I think he's got to add that to his game on the move in the six-yard box and around the box um, but he does create space and, and, and as a result you've, you've got the likes of Sinclair and Forrest chipping in with I think was it 13 and 17 or whatever it is um, you know so they, they've, they've got say, 30 goals between them So and, and Ryan Christie's got 10 so he does create space for other players but I think as a striker you always want to be in the end of things and you want to be the guy that's sticking the ball in the net on a regular basis and then at the other end Jim Duffy I don't think there's any doubt now that Scott Bain is Celtic's number one you look at the way he's been kept in for games against Valencia and so on since Celtic came back from the winter break Jim they've still not conceded a domestic goal and this is what we did make no apologies for it because that's where you get the level of intrigue from you always look at can the can the underdog cause an upset if you like and you, you perhaps forget about the size of, of that challenge Celtic have not conceded a single domestic goal this year yeah and then Scott Bain has, has been you know terrific and uh, he's also his concentration levels I mean a few weeks ago against St Johnson even though Celtic dominated the game he had a couple of fantastic saves you know that, that just kept that clean sheet and uh, you know he's done that against uh, Valencia during the week he had two or three fantastic saves again particularly when Celtic went out to 10 men uh, you know he's, he's proven himself you know a very very uh, good number one now and there's no doubt as you said that uh, he's got the full trust of the manager and the full trust of the team yet yeah, everybody knows he's he's used to the ball terrific but yeah, you know as a Celtic goalkeeper particularly at Celtic Park you won't be asked too many questions but when you are asked you've got to be ready for him and he's certainly been up to the task Hugh Evans, I was telling you about the Man United game earlier on they've been forced into two substitutions through injury already one of those players who came on is Jesse Lingard yeah. he's now gone down it looks like he's going to have to come off yeah. and Rashford's limping about as well so I've well, never seen anything like this quite astonishing um, so Lingard looks as if he's he's done so the sub is going to be subbed uh, he looks as if he got no part to play uh, and as you say Rashford <laughs> Clearly not 100%, but that's it. All three subs used, and they'll just have to get on with it. Alex Ray, before we let you go, then the, the dust has settled. If you like, you've had a bit of time to gather your thoughts. What would your, your final conclusion be on today's game at Hamilton? Yeah, it was a thoroughly uh, professional job, Gordon, and uh, I thought it was slick. They were on the front foot, they approached the game in the right manner, and uh, Stephen Gerrard will go away happy. He managed to rest three key players as well when he took Arfield, Kent, and Kamara on. Kamara is actually starting to make a good impact in that midfield for Rangers, uh, and they'll go into Wednesday night's game feeling confident on the back of uh, scoring two fives in the last couple. Grok safe trip home that was Alex Ray reporting from Hamilton against Rangers a convincing win for Rangers uh, this afternoon it's still goalless in that game down south I should have said Man United uh, and Liverpool we were just talking to Jim Duffy Gordon about Celtic's strike force it was obvious in January Brendan Rodgers wanted options Oliver Burks come in Timothy Weir plays in and around that area as well Odds and Eduard start so 
what a battle that's going to be between now and the end of the season to see who can establish themselves. Yeah, it keeps everyone on their toes, Gordon. It's great competition. If you look at the amount of Celtic players, not just in the front areas, uh, all over the pitch, not playing today, sitting in the stand, you've got to say they've got a very, very strong squad. Uh, but it's up to the guys with the jersey to make sure they hold on to it. Edward, as I say, £9 million. Pounds. Um, they were expecting a lot of him. I agree with Jim. I think he needs to get into the habit of scoring what you call these ugly goals as well. Um, I think the boy has got a, he's a terrific talent. And it'll be interesting to see how he does this afternoon. I think it'll be a difficult day for uh, Motherwell this afternoon. I've got to say, they've been in great form. Great energy. Great confidence about them just now. But I've watched Celtic all season at Celtic Park domestically, Gordon. And no one has got near them. And I don't think it'll be any different this afternoon. Sometimes the old cliches are absolutely right. And uh, the first goal will be all important. And how early it comes at Celtic Park. Where Motherwell to get something to hold on to. Uh, that would fairly live in proceedings. Or can Celtic do what Rangers did today and uh, go early and uh, stamp their authority on the game? For me, the most intriguing thing is the pairing of Beaton and Ewan Henderson. Beaton hasn't started a game for 15 months and at that stage he was a defender and uh, Ewan Henderson has never started a game so they take the places of Brown and McGregor you could certainly call them highly influential players who are not there so that for me is an intriguing development History tells you Celtic won't give you much at home Hugh Keevans no. four league goals is yeah. all they've conceded yeah. at home this that, season that's quite Four. astonishing um, so yep Jake Hastie's got it in him um, David Turnbull's got it in him but yeah. four goals is all Celtic have conceded at home in the yeah, league this season and a lot of time it's our, their back line that gets the brunt of criticism you know and their centre halves <laughs> that get um, you know lots of stick but you're right Gordon that's, that's an incredible start to, to have you know so formidable going forward at home but at the back they're they're fairly tight and they have chopped and changed at the back and they've lost Tierney for lots of that they've lost Benkovic for lots of that Tolian has come in and replaced Lustig and they're you know they're still going oh this is one we can't be doing with Hugh Evans. we can't oh. be doing with this at all the latest injury from Old Trafford is Andy Robertson and it looks like it could be a, a shoulder or something like that he's gone down wrestling with Lukaku we've got Scotland games not too far away yeah uh it's been an incredible afternoon Manchester United have already lost Mata Lingard Ander Herrera Liverpool have lost Firmino uh, and now Andy Robertson toiling and you know when you have all of that going on it has an impact on the game and to be honest the first half has been a bore yeah but let's be selfish about this I'm not interested in Lingard the way I'm interested in Andy Robertson with these Scotland Gordon. games coming round you sure? Oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah get up and go on right okay I'll trust you I'll trust you I'll trust your I'll trust your professional medical yeah. opinion yeah, after yeah, your, great, your, your great shout earlier on when the ball didn't hit someone's arm it hit their elbow yeah. he's, a, he's a Glasgow boy Glasgow boys don't cry yeah I think he is alright actually there we yeah. go he's a sigh of relief uh, on that one still goalless halftime Man United well approaching halftime at Man United against Liverpool Mark Wilson talk us through what, what may be going through the, the head of Ewan Henderson for instance a, a full debut oh, he's, yeah. he's had some cameos off the bench yeah. but he starts today um, on that big pitch at Celtic Park is this the, the ideal type of game for him to go into? I would think so He's. I think he's been around the first team for long enough now you know like you say he's had cameos uh, I've seen him coming on 
um, was at home to get Hibsy come on anyway it fitted in perfectly it's different starting a game you know you've got that pressure from the beginning and you're coming up against a Motherwell side who in that area are particularly strong so it's going to be a test for him but he's got experienced players round about him you know Hugh touched on he's got beat on played plenty of games beat on but he's been out for a long time but you know he's a quality player I've seen him um, when he's come on you know controls the ball some say he is better than his bigger brother and I thought William Henderson was a very good player so Brendan Rodgers seems to like him liked him from the start put him on the bench um, you know a while ago and he's he's shown faith in him it's the right mm. type of game to come in especially when other guys like McGregor and that have played mm. 55 games and you need to rest these guys sometime uh, Jim Duffy I'm sure a lot of managers do this but it's something I've noticed recently from Brendan Rodgers it's almost as if it's sort of thought out in advance he started mentioning Ewan Henderson in the press relatively uninvited if, if you like he brought him up started talking about how good he was I think a couple of weeks later he gets his his, his moment off the bench and now he's in for the first start so it's just a, another step on that process yeah he's maybe also getting the young boy used to maybe hearing his name or seeing his name and things and you know again it's all part of playing for a club like Celtic you know you, you know, if you go in there if he went in there and he hadn't said a word then sometimes you know that publicity can overwhelm a young player but uh, the fact is that Brendan yeah. Rodgers just you know again just kind of breaking the ice for him but you know when you get back again to, to the you know the players I, I, I definitely think this is a day that Mother will have a really good chance of getting something from the game as much as Celtic have got a fantastic home record I just look at the, the players and I said I think they've got real energy about their midfield they've, they've got pace up front the Celtic have made a number of changes uh, you know and again I just think I, 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 I see this being a much more competitive game than perhaps it might have been you know four or five weeks ago and um, you know a lot of that down in Motherwell and obviously Celtic made their changes but just getting back to you know the, the, the firepower I was just looking at the programme and numbers 9 and 10 who normally is a bit of a giveaway if you're, if you're making your squad numbers up not always the case these days but is Lee Griffiths and, and Bash Bio and Bio was a strange one because he came on for, was it for a minute or two against Kilmarnock yeah. there a couple of weeks ago I saw a week ago and then all of a sudden he's, he's, he's not even in the squad again so that is a wee bit of a strange one when I think they've been, was it, invested pro- probably around about £2 million pounds, um, for the player so I thought he might have had a wee um, a chance of getting into the squad today certainly into the, uh, you know, the team but uh, he's maybe got still got a wee, a wee bit of a work to, to find OK, kick-off at Celtic Park is coming next You've won £18,500 I'd like to stream right now but I'm in the middle of a very big office £20,819.46 pence. Uh, just so excited <laughs> The Cash Register Win big cash every day The Cash Register is back tomorrow morning at 8 Clyde won Full time finally at Celtic Park Celtic against Motherwell here's Andrew and Jim Celtic 4 Motherwell 1 the full time score from Celtic Park on the home side securing all 3 points despite being set back by a controversial goal from the away side Motherwell they made a positive start but lost the presence of Tom Aldred at the back early on a clash of heads between him and Odds and Edward Edward was booked for the incident Aldred left the pitch covered in blood and had to be replaced by Carol McHugh just after the half hour mark and Celtic took the lead Kieran Tierney a good run from him down the left he passed it back to Ryan Christie and his left footed cross set up Scott Sinclair around 6 yards out and he side footed it into the back of the net past Mark Gillespie 
for 1-0 Young Ewan Henderson making his first hoop start today in 37 minutes in he set up a goal nice delivery from the right hand side Odson Edward arriving and met it well and headed it into the bottom corner that was 2-0 and into the second half Motherwell pulled one back and in controversial circumstances Celtic had put the ball out of play so that Ryan Christie could receive treatment they were expecting Motherwell to give it straight back to them but they had other ideas James Scott he broke forward and the Celtic players were completely caught off guard his shot was saved by Bain and Aribe he was there to just tap in the rebound to the anger of the Celtic players and the Celtic fans the Celtic players confronting the referee confronting the Motherwell players but nothing against the rules was done so the goal stood and that was 2-1 then another body for Motherwell after that as an aerial challenge another one involving Odson Edward this one led to an injury once again Carl Matthew this time who had come on earlier on uh, after the other challenge he went down looked nasty and had to go off on a stretcher Celtic then secured all three points with a couple of late goals a couple of minutes to go Odson Edward lined up a free kick from outside the box brilliant technique it was up over the wall into the top corner off the underside of the bar fantastic from the French striker but they had time for another one as well nine minutes of injury time there was and they managed to score Oliver Burke off the bench the ball was cut back to him inside the box by James Forrest and he put that one into the top corner for 4-1 a lot to take from that one Jim Duffy <laughs> yeah a lot to take but uh, Celtic end up a comprehensive winners they had that spell after the controversial goal from Motherwell where they got a bit angry you could see them they were chasing around a little bit a bit frustrated uh, you know and a few tackles flying in and just lost their composure for about 10 minutes really and then it calmed down again the football um, you know get back to, to, to normal and Celtic once that went back to normal they went back to normal uh, a fantastic um, goal from uh, Odson Edward free kick magnificent as good a free kick as you'll see and then I think a great finish by Ollie Burke could come on you know, Celtic is as the guys in the studio were saying, he'll get some, some minutes for Edward, or 90 minutes a day. Young uh, Ewan um, was a f- fantastic, Henderson was, was fantastic throughout the game. He got the sponsors man of the match. Uh, it was a toss up between him and Edward, but I think for a young man making his debut, handling the occasion, yeah, you know, no problem with that whatsoever. He hardly put a foot wrong all, ga- all day and also set up Edward's first goal. So overall, a comprehensive win for Celtic. A really good performance, I think, at times, because Motherwell were good. Motherwell played well at patches unfortunately it's going to get overshadowed with this controversial goal um, obviously I've got my views on it it's one of those ones where you know I think it's always been going to happen somewhere along the line I genuinely don't think young James Scott knew that Celtic had kicked the ball out because a player injured because there were, I think there was Ayer running about the centre circle and he's just kind of trove bashed it out to the halfway line and, and I think like any young player making his debut I think he just could go up because when the ball was thrown to him he kind of had a glance as if to say what's happening here there's no one here and he ran in he a shot Aribi's maybe the other one because I think Aribi probably would know but he's followed it in and, and, and stuck the rebound in but I've got a bit of sympathy for young Scott because uh, James Scott because I don't think he was fully aware of it and um, he's just right. He's just thinking wait a minute I make my debut at Celtic I've got a chance to score a goal so I do have a bit of sympathy I don't know if many Celtic fans are agreeing with me but I do have a bit of sympathy for him uh, but anyway it didn't make a big difference to the overall scoreline just Celtic's record of uh, conceding goals they'll be a bit uh, disappointed by that but a 4-1 victory uh, and I think Brendan Rose will be absolutely delighted with that The Hoops restoring their lead back at the top of the table to 8 points the full time score here from Celtic Park is Celtic 4 Motherwell 1 Now it's over to you 01419511025 give us a call right now what do you make of that win for Celtic it restores that 8 point lead controversial moment as Motherwell uh, got their goal what did you make of that incident and what about the game earlier on 
Rangers convincing winners at Hamilton Let's hear from you right now 0141 951 1025 You've won £18,500 I'd like to scream right now But I'm in the middle of a Very big office £20,819.46 pence. just so excited <laughs> The Cash Register Win big cash Every day The Cash Register is back Tomorrow morning at 8 Clyde won It's Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 0141 951 1025 Full-time scores from a big day of Scottish football It's just finished Celtic 4, Motherwell 1 And earlier on it finished Hamilton 0, Rangers 5 It's that time of the day when we want to hear from you 0141-951-1025 is the number you need And on Twitter we are at Clyde SSB Quite a lot to get through, Hugh Keevans Yeah, well, as I say Scottish football, what's not to love? 10 goals in 2 matches uh, the, the lead for Celtic at the top of the table Is back to 8 points uh, but we've also had uh, banners at Douglas Park, New Douglas Park. What do they call it now? Hope. The Hope CBD Stadium. Thank you very much. And uh, at Celtic Park, we've had this controversy over Motherwell's goal. Was it unethical? Jim Duffy has stated that he has a degree of sympathy for young James Scott of Motherwell, who has now become implicated in this story. Uh, so let the fun commence. And with all that said, we're back to where we started in terms of points. Celtic go back to eight points ahead, and that's what Brendan Rodgers would will be delighted with, you know, because seeing Rangers win so easily at Hamilton adds a wee bit of pressure. Although it would have still been five points, you just don't like anyone chipping away at your lead. So Brendan Rodgers will be delighted that now. Controversy aside With that goal His side are still 8 points Ahead of Rangers We've got Gordon Deal, Mark Wilson And Hugh Keevans In the studio We've got Jim Duffy With us at Celtic Park As well But let's hear your thoughts On the early game as well Rangers and Hamilton Aki's fans Get in touch 01419511025 Callum is first up A Celtic fan From East Kilbride Hi Callum um, Hi there How are we doing? Yeah good thanks Alright I was just on, I'm just back uh, For the Celtic game there I was just I just caught the end of it Walking out of the stadium uh, Jim Duffy it's Jim Duffy's Park. there Yep yeah, is that right? And um, Jim, was it you that said um, that the goal mother had scored that was because the boy was on his uh, on his debut? Is that correct? No, this is because was, I said I think I've got a wee bit of sympathy for him. I said because I think he just he didn't quite realise at the time when he got the ball. Obviously, all the Celtic fans boo after that. So once he's running away, he knows. But in in the first instance, I don't think he really he really get a grasp of what was happening. And then obviously the, the other player, Aribe, I think he knew because he's obviously well, more aware of it. Yeah, he yeah he knew. So I think I think if you want to attach any blame to it, it'd be, it would probably be the boy who scored the goal. But you know, as I said, it's it's one of those situations where yeah. I've got a wee bit of sympathy for him because I think he just got lost in the moment. And it's his debut. He's a young boy at Celtic Park. He's maybe got a chance to score. It's not in the. Uh, I mean, listen. In, in the spirit of the game it is totally wrong and you know no, nine, 99 times not even 99 times 100 probably it's the first time I've seen it done in many many years um, this, the ball's always handed back to the to the team um, but yeah, because it didn't the player was down injured yes. and obviously I think it was Richard Tate that took the throw and he actually yeah. threw it over I think it was uh, I think it was Kieran Tierney's head Kieran Tierney left it and then the boy just ran on yeah. ran all the way up and kind of looked back and thought oh I don't know what's happening here yeah. passed it to the side and it was in I, I don't know because obviously yeah if it's his debut fine but that's, that's just it's fair play like 
You do. I, I've never seen that. Like uh, I'm 24, and I have never seen that in the game of football ever before. I've never seen somebody being able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, normally, normally it is. But I mean, I must admit, I, there's a lot of times the managers will tell players give the ball back to the opponents but generally speaking it's an accepted part of the game now I have seen it once or twice um, but uh, you know it's not it's not very very it's not very common as I said in this particular occasion the boy's go, as well as his debut he's going to make himself a bit of a controversial figure which is as I said I, I, you know for, for, a, for a young boy I, I wouldn't really want that I think he's you're probably a bit sheepish after it but uh, you know we'll wait and hear what the, the, the guys in, have got to say the managers and the players have got to say and Gordon Dio, you you said something earlier on Calum let you back in that when you were a manager mm-hmm. you used to agree with the op- let me get this straight you used to agree with the opposition manager that if it was your player that was injured and you put the ball out you didn't get it back it happened to me a long time I'm ago interested about it. I've it never happened, heard that it happened to me a long time ago Gorn against me and I decided after that to save any arguments with managers and players and coaches I used to have a cup of tea and Jim will tell you it was old days we had a cup of tea before the game and I would say to a manager this is the way it's going to be. If we kick the ball out the park for our player, yous are quite entitled to keep the ball. If you guys kick the ball out for our player, we will immediately give you it back. No problem whatsoever. It solved every sort of a thing. Yes, we've hardly seen this. This has not crept its head up until today. And once again, it could have been a big talking point. Fortunately for Celtic, mm. it's not going to be yeah. that. But it'll be interesting to see what the Rangers, uh, so the Rangers, the Motherwell manager says, because he's right at the dugout, and that's where the throw-in was staying. Ever heard of that, Jim Duffy? Yeah, and I've had a similar situation when I was at Norwich. Um, we agreed not to, again, you get before the, the game uh, in England with the referee and the captain, um, we explained to the opposition team that we will not be kicking the ball out if their team's injured, and we don't want them kicking the ball out if our player was injured because there was a bit of gamesmanship in a, in a game before that, uh, you know, that's a similar sort of thing happened. didn't cause a goal but uh, it was uh, players not giving you the ball back so the, the manager uh, was Peter Grant at the time uh, Grant, he thought no listen you know we'll just so both teams were on the same same paper so you would go in and uh, they would both understand it but in this particular case as I said as, as Calum I think it was the, the, the call he, mm-hmm. he, he was right because Richard Tate's thrown it over the top of Tierney and that's the reason why I think James Scott thinks oh that's okay normally you would, he could have just threw it to Kieran Tierney or he could have threw it in the pitch in which case somebody would have just knocked it back to Scott Bain which is generally what, what would have expected to happen but because he threw it over the top of the player I think young young James Scott just thought oh wait a minute <laughs> we're playing on sort of thing because it's not, it's not his job you know what I mean he, if, if the manager maybe shouts Kick out, or one of the players should kick out. But if, if his teammates went, wait a minute, I'll throw it over the top, go on with it. He's maybe thinking, oh, better. If I kick it out, maybe my teammates will give me stick. Maybe my manager's going to give me stick and say, what are you doing? You should have been running in there trying to score a goal. So, you know, listen, it's controversial. It's it's it's, it's, it's not in the spirit of the game. But let's not get overly, you know, carried away with it. <laughs> there are a lot of things in the game that are not in the spirit of the game. We see week in, week out, players holding their face, falling over, pretending they're injured, diving. You know, there's a multitude of things. So let, let's give, get, give the boy a break, I think. Uh, Callum, what do you make of the actual football then? Four goals scored, eight points lead at the top. Yeah, I, I thought actually it was, it was quite a good game. I mean, when it was 2 0, kind of took the game away from Mullow. Um, there wasn't really much in it. They weren't getting the ball to hasty enough for. He obviously hurt Celtic, um, but also when the goal does happen, Gordon Dale just quickly says there that it didn't have a massive impact on the game. Probably emotionally it does on the Celtic defence because they've kept a, uh, a clean sheet 
in, uh, in Scottish football since the start of the year. So they've tried to keep that going with the goalkeeper, and obviously that's now happened. So that's for a goal like that, that's the first goal she ever conceded in the SPL yeah, in 2019. Ka- can, like can I just defend myself there? Sorry, I used the wrong one. I'm yep. saying that. It didn't affect the outcome of the game. I didn't affect the score, obviously. But to be to be honest, as well, when I went in, it actually kind of got Celtic out of the gear, out of second gear. I thought because they actually started to lift up. So it kind of felt like a little bit like a kind of old firm atmosphere wise. Because obviously, what had happened, the fans had all of a sudden com- com- completely kind of went for it. And then obviously, you seen Edwards. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Edwards free kick, but it's an absolute. quite something. You know, uh, it's an absolute speech. The, the, the record, I think. Losing the first goal of 2019, I think, is an irrelevance. I mean, it's know, a frustration, but yeah, a frustration, but irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. What Jim Duffy described is more important that for 10 minutes thereafter, uh, after this Motherwell goal, uh, Celtic were charging around and had had particularly the defenders had uh, had lost their way. <laughs> Uh, that's the opposite from what I thought would happen Where the, the, the Celtic crowd would, Like Callum would be aggrieved The players would be aggrieved And it would have a positive influence But mm. for you know, Jim's telling us that for 10 minutes It had a disruptive influence uh, Callum what did you make of Ewan Henderson? Oh Ewan Henderson I thought actually that he, was, he was really good um, There was a bloke sitting behind me And he was like oh I've not seen somebody turn like that And, and years as in the way that he can take a ball for, for, uh, The sky just dropped down his touches as was uh, and he was deserving of the man of the match that I thought for somebody that's not really had a lot of game time in the first team and obviously with Neil Beaton as well in the middle of the park that was two people that don't get a lot of game football in time so I thought two of them actually dealt really well with probably another one the one form team in the league with Celtic right now at this moment Yep, thank you to Callum Innes Kilbride It's 0141-951-1025 To join in Raffles is telling us The big time it happened Was an Arsenal Cup game When they scored And Steve Bruce Tried to take the team off the park Do you remember that? Must admit yeah. I can't I'll, I'll look see, that one up the, 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 the problem that I have with this Is that Things become Accepted Custom And practice But there's no rule So Accepted Custom And practice mm. Is fine Until somebody mm. thinks Let's just get up the park And you know, there's, there's no and Jim, Jim Duffy, ethics all day yeah. long, but if there's no rule, and Jim makes an interesting point, it's because it's so rare. People dive all the time. People cheat all the time in football. Every single game in every single league across the world, but we've almost become hardened by it. We kind of accept it, but because we've not seen this before, yeah, the, you know, you know, it, <laughs> we're it, outraged. I mean, it's it, definitely not cheating, though. Uh, no, no question about it. It's not cheating. It's just. In a, unethical, in, yeah. in a utopian world We would all behave Like gentlemen <laughs> But As Jim Duffy knows It ain't so uh, Let's get the thoughts of Archie Who's also a Celtic fan from Canvas Lang Hi Archie How you doing guys, you right? Yes, how are you? I, um, I think Tate threw the ball over Kielty on the sheet Because he didn't want to give possession back So high up the park So he threw it into space and, uh, and I think he obviously did want to give the ball back to Celtic, but the boys then just unethically, as you said, took over and scored the goal totally out of order. But I think I think Kevin Glancing, the referee, should take maybe a, maybe a part in it. Can he know? What, I've seen it done in uh, down south, and I've seen it done in Europe. The referee just holds the huddle on a second, don't throw that ball, make sure you're throwing it back there, everyone's cool, and let's get on with it. But at the same time as well, with these boys being unsportsmanlike and unethical, good words that he's used there, um, it just shows you how desperate guys ought to score goals against Celtic at Parkhead. Jim Duffy. 
Yeah, that's a good point. That's, it does show you how desperate they are because they don't get many chances. Their record speaks to themselves, so they're thinking, wait a minute. We'll take it. We'll take any chance we get, even if it isn't, uh, you know, as 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 unethical as you said, not as sportsman, um, sportsman like. But you know, yeah, I think. Listen, Kevin Clancy could could have maybe you know um, used some sort of you might call it common sense if you want bent the rules and, and just said, no, wait, I mean, I wasn't ready for that throwing or something like that. You know, what I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't blow the whistle, so take it again or something like that. You know, whatever he could have maybe done that, but again, it's not his duty to do that really but I suppose you could have um, and again as I said it's more the instructions that um, you know he could have maybe said to players listen give it back but again it's not it's not up to him it's up no. to Motherwell to deal with that he, he could have but I feel it's unfair to pass that responsibility on the referee yeah we have seen in the past it's like sometimes when you see an, an obvious uh, ball goes out for a, a goal kick and the referee gives a corner when the ball comes in the referee blows a whistle for a push that no one else can see because it, you know they just use common Evens sense up. yeah because they know that like, I don't want this ball going in the back of the net because it's going to cause me him. so I'll just blow the whistle and everybody what was that for oh he shoved him and, and everybody just gets on me so th- there are times when referees do use a, a little bit more leeway than than maybe the rules would allow but in this particular case I don't think it was really down to Kevin on, Clancy on the part Jim the referee today Kevin Clancy mm. is the guardian of the rule book mm-hmm. and when the ball lands at James Scott's feet mm. Kevin Clancy is thinking oh oh but, <laughs> yeah. but there's nothing he can do mm-hmm. because no rule has been infringed mm-hmm. uh, so yeah that's uh, the reason why it's not cheating mm-hmm. that's the reason because yeah. you're cheating you're, you're, bent, you're breaking the rule there was no rule broken and when you look at I think if it is Richard Tate that takes the throw and he throws it and he turns and runs back to his defensive position so he clearly isn't Trying It's whatever happens after I think, that uh, Yeah Archie's right Richard Tate takes a throw in He's not wanting to just throw it To a Celtic midfielder Who then turns and attacks uh-huh. You know so he's wanting to throw it deep Back into the Celtic half So I don't think mm-hmm. he's done anything wrong Archie what about the football side of things? I thought uh, I thought I Celtic Did really well And I thought the boy uh, Ewan Henderson Started off a wee bit of sticky They've got all these slight passes Really early in the match and but uh, the boys certainly come on a good game and he, uh, he, he looked like an experienced player there so thankfully he came through the game well um, just hope Ryan Christie's alright because Celtic sort of hit the hit, didn't play as well the fluency stopped to me that once he went half also um, great goal by Scott Singler and another good goal by uh, Big Bucky so I thank God that, thank God that Motherwell didn't just get an equaliser because it caused absolute mayhem yeah, actually, these phone lines are busy enough, and it was four-one. So, can you imagine what would have happened if it had a, had a material outcome on the game? Uh, we're going to hear from the likes of Brendan Rodgers and Stephen Robinson. I'm sure that will be interesting. And Rangers fans, let's be hearing from you. A five-nil win, another five-nil win after midweek. No more loss this time. All different scorers. How does that set you up for the coming weeks? A few moments in there, I'm sure you want to discuss. Oh, one four one nine five one one zero two five. Games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Stephen Robinson has been into the media room. He's given his explanation on that goal from Motherwell. Stay tuned and we'll bring it to you as soon as we can. 0141-951-1025. Mark is a Rangers fan in Port Glasgow. What did you make of the game today, Mark? Um, good afternoon. Hello. Well, the game is absolutely fantastic. Um, ten goals in two games. Um, obviously, I know Stephen Gerrard came under quite a lot of criticism from the way he publicly, you know, lambasted the players. Um, I was one 
was a great football opinion for some quite harsh managers, and I, I, I'm a great believer in you know if you're playing poorly, and that's a, that's maybe nice. You deserve to get you know what you're getting. You mean Lisa Gordon Dale, guys like that, Jim Duffy. In fact, I think these players are far too partner sometimes. You know, what's missing their reputation are uh, quite physical in the dressing room, allegedly. Um, I just think the team just reacted to his, you know, comments and stuff. Um, and today, which I was happy about as well, we've showed today five rules from five different players without Morel in the team. And I thought the team looked fantastic. Mm. And I think Kamara looks as if he's going to be a decent, you know, squad player. He seems to be set up. He look, he's always wanting to pass forward. Very quick, you know, very quick to turn. Good touch. Just, just, just happy lads. But one thing I want to say is, I just think we need to start winning the waterway. You remember Walter Smith went to European Cup final, and it was one nothings. You know, when it, 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 it won games ugly. I think we need to learn the ugly side of the game as well, as well as a nice side of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe that is one for the for the coming games, Jim Duffy. Let me ask you about the, this opening point from Mark about the sort of gauntlet thrown down, if you like, something along those lines from from Stephen Gerrard and the reaction. That gets Because people are always Very interested in, in what managers say And what type of reaction it gets Yeah I mean again No, no disrespect to Hamilton But you would expect Rangers to win at Hamilton Regardless of whether The manager had given them A wee bit or not So I, as I said At the start to, You know when I came on Earlier on today um, Gordon I didn't think There was too much in it anyway I think he was just Basically saying Listen you play for Rangers there's a responsibility and an expectation that you have to be able to handle. And, and the one thing there is, I think he's right, is that they maybe need to win, see if, see if they beat St. John's 1-0. There's maybe not the same uh, level of criticism, because they, they maybe don't drag enough of those type of results out. When they perform well, they perform very well. But there's, there is a few times where I felt Rangers have just got to, to nick a couple of wins and keep that consistency of victories going. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think that um, that is a, an, an element that's to be found it maybe takes different types of players to do that um, Kamara is a good player I think that it was good for Rangers today to have five different goal scorers and not be solely reliant on Morelis but and also take away the, the kind of stigma of the plastic pitch because so many times when particularly when Rangers have went to a plastic pitch that you know they've made a lot of comments leading up to it and I think that's been be played in the mindset of the players but um, today they can put that to bed went there a comprehensive victory and, and, and scored a bad load of goals as well Does that send out a message you know doing that without Morelos you I'd imagine there would have been a lot of people and Rangers fans included who maybe didn't think they could rack up a goal scoring performance like that without him well now they know different uh, and yes that's important for Rangers to have done that today uh, five different goal scorers uh, and I go back to the point Stephen Gerrard's the gaffer the workforce <laughs> disappointed him one day and he told the workforce that they disappointed him he didn't think their work was up to scratch What's the problem here? Let's speak to Ian in the city centre. He wants to talk about Glenn Kamara, so let's remind ourselves of Stephen Gerrard's taking his performance quickly. Kamara's settled in so well um, in, in that position. He, he's a lovely footballer. He looked like a Rolls Royce out there at times. and um, We knew he was a good player. We were delighted to get him early. Um, and he is building a bit of a, a relationship in there with, with Jacko. But the midfielder looked different at different times. It depends what test and uh, what personnel we're up against. Um, we've got different types of midfielders to come in. You know, Lasan is a powerful enforcer type midfielder. Ross McCrory's a destroyer. 
Um, but it is nice to have different options in there. And when we are going to have all the ball, it's it's horses for courses. And you know, Jack and Glenn were certainly more suited in the personnel we had available today. You're about to hear from Stephen Robinson his take on that Motherwell goal and the game today. Ian, you've just heard your Rangers manager talking about Glenn Kamara. Did you go along with that assessment? Yeah, I got along with everything he said. Um, I was a bit surprised when Rangers were pushing to get him in uh, before the end of the season uh, because they had uh, Davis in. But he's been absolutely brilliant. I know it's only three games and you should get ahead of yourself. But he just looks so assured in the midfield. He never panics. He always looks like he's making time on the ball. If they can't go forward, they'll put it sideways or back the way and start again. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. And I'm going to be a bit controversial probably, and I don't want to down Steve Davis in any way at all, but do you think that if they'd have got Kamara in first, do you think he would have still brought Davis in? Because uh, uh, I, I think Davis is going to struggle to get in the team now Well it's amazing because when Rangers signed Davis Everybody I think said what a terrific signing he was going to be He knew the club, he had a successful time at the club He'd played in a top league uh, And he came back Kamara's come in I, wouldn't, I know Stephen Gerrard, he's had a dig at his players last week He's trying to praise them up again today Because of the performance and rightly so to describe Kamara as a Rolls Royce just now, well, I'm not having that one. You're looking at, you've played two home games against St Johnston, Kilmarnock, and you've gone away to Hamilton Ackies. The boy has played well. He's settled yeah. in well. But Davis is still, as like what I said about Scott Sinclair, you do not lose your ability. He's struggling at the moment. It may just take him, you know, a couple of games to get in find his feet again and all of a sudden see the, the, the talent that Davis has obviously got. It's a fair point though, Mark Wilson. If you'd said to someone on day one of the window that Glenn Kamara would come to Rangers and outperform Steve Davis, I, th- I think you would have yeah. raised a few eyebrows. Yeah, of course, because everyone, like Daz just said there, Steve Davis, quality player, had a good career at Rangers, great career down south. You would have thought he would have come into this team and he wouldn't have come back out it. Not been the case. Um, and Kamara the opposite Taking time to settle It just shows you how football works It's not always the, the marquee signing Who makes the, the mm. best signing So Kamara definitely started well But he, he has got a lot to learn Thanks to Ian in the city centre Motherwell lost 4-1 at Celtic Scored a controversial goal The in most people's eyes Should have given the ball back to Celtic The ball was kicked out They played on from the throw-in and scored Here's what Stephen Robinson had to say I think unfortunately the, the goal will deflect from a terrific performance, you know, and that, that's an annoying thing for me. Listen, nobody knew what to do when it happened. Um, he's a young boy making his, his first start in the game, um, an excellent prospect for us, and he's made a mistake. Um, listen, I don't know what you do after that. Do you restart it? I haven't got a clue. I don't know. I've never been in that circumstances before. But what are the, you know, that, the problem is that's going to deflect from, it's not often teams come here and dominate for 30 minutes. First 20 minutes, I thought we had a lot of the ball, it didn't create much against us. Tom Aldrin went off and it threw us a wee bit, you know, or you know, he's one of our leaders who went off. And then second half, the way we passed the ball about, you know, we've retained what we're trying to do, the, what we're trying to build on, keep the ball on the ground and really exciting players like Boley Arebi, um, Jake Young, Jake Hastie really came into the game and we really took the game to Celtic. Listen, when the goal went in, it was 2-1. It wasn't, it wasn't too all. We didn't go in front. You know, we, we dominated the game for large periods, which in my time, that doesn't really happen against Celtic. So we can be pleased with that. Listen, the circumstances that maybe um, led us to start dominating the game, obviously, listen, it was a mistake. Um, as I say, I don't know what to do after that there. But, you know, in terms of the performance, it was a really, really good performance. It wasn't 4-1. The, the third goal, by the way, was outstanding, and that kills the game. 
was there a thought you might allow Celtic to just go up and score? Well, I don't know. Have you ever sat in the sideline when that's happened before? Because I don't know. You know, no, well, well, I don't make the rules. So I don't know. Have you spoken to James? What was going through his head at the time? Whether he just got caught up in it? Or? I think he just got caught up. And he's a young boy. You know, he, listen, he's living his dream. He's playing football. He's on flipping 200 quid a week. Jesus, you know, he's he's made a mistake. And as I say, Celtic didn't lose the league because of it. And they didn't lose the game because of it. So, listen, he's made a mistake. And we'll forgive him for that. Yeah, there's a danger that this becomes a hysterical matter. Um, yes, Motherwell were wrong to get a goal under those circumstances. Was it unethical? Yes. Was it unlawful? No. Because there is no law covering this. So Stephen Robinson has admitted and Jim Duffy has uh, agreed with this take on events that young James Scott simply got lost in the moment and wasn't quite sure what he was supposed to do. Uh, So I said before the game ended, if it costs Celtic points, it's a major issue. If it doesn't cost mm. Celtic points, you can put it into context. Paul Patterson is on Twitter. He's a Clyde fan. He says, um, moral outrage for the throw. And it's all right to claim for corners and free kicks that you know aren't yours. Diving, stealing yards at throw-ins, time-wasting. There isn't any integrity in football and there ne- never has been. Sportsmanship. And then he puts a wee laughing face. What do you make of Stephen Robinson's explanation, if you can call it that, Jim? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Stevens wanted to try and focus on his team. That's the reason why he kind of just quickly tried to deal with it. Obviously, the the journalists are going to ask him the question: What do you think about the what was the what was James Scott thinking? And he was just saying, "Listen, you know, he he he, he just got caught up in it." So he tried to explain it, but he also tried to get over it quickly and not, you know, not not give it too much uh, airtime and too much discussion. Um, but you know, listen, you know, the the guy the guys as I said before, the, everybody knows it's just. That. The referees might have a wee quiet word amongst themselves now because when these things do get flagged up, they might just turn around and say, "Listen, instruct someone to give the ball back," or you know, make make sure that uh, that these things happen so they don't get a similar circumstance again. Again, it's not it's not as, as Hugh said, it's not unlawful, it's not breaking the rules in any stretch of uh, by any stretch of imagination. Would, but would it, a manager then, Jim? You know, because it, the refs may do that. Would would a manager in Brendan Rodgers' shoes be forced into saying, "I'll tell you what, don't don't put the ball out for one of our own players if it's really serious, of course." But would that be a way of fixing it? Yeah, you can see that. I don't put it in any area. But kick it into the touch towards the corner flag. You know what I mean? Towards their goal in the corner flag. And at least if someone does want to do that, listen, we've seen it. Not not scoring goals, but we have seen guys. So for instance, maybe about 15, 25 yards up the pitch, throwing it towards the corner flag, and then and then everyone pressing. You know, squeezing up the game so that they can't get played out. They still give them the ball back, but they give them the ball back towards their own corner flag, and then and then everyone goes up. But it doesn't lead to a goal. But it is a bit unethical to do it. And that that's that's again we see that quite a lot. So it's just a case of yeah. I think Brendan might say to his own players, listen, if there's anybody injured, either kick it as far up the pitch as you possibly can, or kick it out as far up the pitch as you possibly can. But don't do it where there's an opportunity that the, the opposition might. I don't think it'll happen again. Yeah. I think I think this is this is going to bring it to the the public attention and the, you know just put it in the spotlight. I don't think it'll happen again. Brendan Rodgers can afford to be magnanimous. Yeah, but. If uh, if Celtic had lost as a result of that goal, Brendan Rodgers would be entitled to forget about magnanimity and be furious. Uh, let's get the thoughts of Brian, who's a Rangers fan in Lark Hall. He's got some thoughts on this one. Hi, Brian. Yeah. Hi, panel. Hello. Uh, I've been waiting for this happening for a long, long time. 
this is something in the game, uh, not everything in the game, but this is one particular thing in the game that really infuriates me, that a team can put the ball out. Uh, if it's a really serious injury, like a head injury, and a referee has him alerted to it, that's completely different. And I think that's where it started from. But see, if there's an injury and a team puts the ball out, right? why do they think they're going to get the ball back? Do they actually decide before the game starts? If this happens, and we put the ball out, please give us the ball back. And if it happened to Rangers, I would think exactly the same thing. The referee controls the game, not the players on the pitch. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the Celtic players, in this instance, took matters into their own hands by effectively stopping the game. They should wait for the referee to take that decision to stop the game. By taking matters into your own hands, you then leave yourself susceptible to what took place today. As I say, it's accepted custom and practice in football. However, there's no rule governing it. And if someone doesn't want to accept custom and practice, then you've got a problem. Uh, Jim, what, what do you make of, of Brian's point? And I know exactly what will happen. People will say, ah, that's just because Brian's a Rangers fan. But he's saying himself, he, he would, he does feel the same when it's games that involve Rangers. Why don't we have? Why don't we? Why don't? Why don't we have a situation where there is no grey area? Why? Why is it not just left? You just do not put the ball out. Yeah, I mean, listen, Brian, Brian's right for, for a lot of fans. A lot of fans, particularly of a certain age, hate to see because the game, you know, someone goes down with cramp. And someone kicks the ball at the pitch. You say, well, you get cramp. Everybody knows he's get cramp. Uh, yeah, if it is a serious injury, put the ball out. Ryan, Ryan Christie, he had, a, he had a little run, felt his hamstring, went to the halfway line, sat down, and I think it was Christopher Ayer that put the ball out. So it's not a serious injury. But at the same token, it is generally the accepted rule that when someone does that, you give the ball out. You see players injured, and if the opposition keep the ball and go on the attack, everyone boos. So, some, you know, as I say, it's just part and practice of football now. It isn't in the rules, but it's just an accepted part. Mm. But I agree, I agree. Unless it's a head knot or a serious injury, I would like to see everyone just getting on with it, but it's just not the way it is. And unless, as you say, unless the, 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 the rule changes actually put it in place um, that if you kick the, kick the ball but then people will abuse it because someone will go down with a little bit of cramp someone will kick the ball out of part just to waste time so th- these are the things that they, then how, how ethical is that mm. or unethical you know final, yeah. word to, final word to you Brian yes well uh, about that as I said I've, I've made my point about that and I'm hoping that uh, you know some comes out of that and, and players uh, the, you know if a player's down injured and it's their teammate they don't put the ball out of play. That, that's what I'm hoping mm. that the game you know, moves forward. Can I say a small thing about my, my team today? If you're very quick, go on. Uh, yeah, I, I watched the game today and uh, I knew it would be a tricky game on that pitch. And that pitch actually looked better today. It definitely did. Yeah, it was really late in the summer. It played better, but I'm still have <laughs> an opinion. Right, Football should be played in grass. I thought we played very well today. I watched the game on Wednesday. I thought we played very well there. Uh, we've killed ourselves this season we we too much inconsistency and we really have missed an opportunity that doesn't mean that I'm giving up in the league it just it's Celtic League to lose at the moment mm-hmm. because we can't affect what happens with them eight points clear us you know we've only two games to play against them if, even if it was six points there might be an effect but we've killed ourselves but we are definitely moving 
in the right direction Okay thank you to Brian Rangers fan from Lark Hall uh, Impos is on Twitter He says I was raging at the time But let's be honest It made for a better game to watch I think a bit of needle Sometimes adds something And with Brown and McGregor absent It was good to see the team up for it We will hear Brendan Rodgers Take on that incident And the game next You've won £18,500 I'd like to scream right now But I'm in the middle of a Very big office £17,271.37p That's going in your bank account You're a winner Win big cash every day. The cash register is back tomorrow morning at 8. Clyde won. After they play, you have your say. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL, Jim Duffy. Uh, here waiting to take your calls It's been a busy old day of Scottish football Rangers winning 5-0 at Hamilton Celtic winning 4-1 at home to Motherwell Extending the lead to 8 points uh, But most of the talk on the phone seems to be about this uh, Motherwell goal The controversial goal The ball that should perhaps have been given back uh, to Celtic It wasn't We're going to hear the thoughts of Brendan Rodgers Stephen Robinson says it was a mistake And the young James Scott got caught up in it Um I can tell you Brendan Rodgers doesn't seem too sympathetic Jim Duffy We're going to hear those thoughts soon <laughs> Does that surprise you? Oh, so, oh, no, sorry, I thought you were going to Brendan there um, No, nah, I mean again he, 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 Listen, you know Each manager will have their own take in it And I says, You know Stevie Robinson has got a, a job to I suppose to protect his young player And try and you know Make sure he doesn't get too much negativity About him or negative publicity Unfortunately that won't happen He will He'll get analysed And uh, you know Everyone will have a say on it and, and obviously Brendan's got his view on it And he'll, he'll think it's unsportsmanlike but As I've said before it's, It is unsportsmanlike But there are a lot of things in football That are unsportsmanlike And don't And, and, and won't get as, 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 as much publicity this You one. know gentlemen Players run to the crowd yeah. And some get booked and some don't. Yeah. And there's always a, a great hoo-ha over the whole business. And they always say, if there's a hard and fast rule, then we'd know where we stand in this matter. Yeah. And the same with this business. You know, now we've got a row over ethics. Mm. Never mind tactics, ethics. So rather than have another row over ethics, let's have some sort of hard and fast rule governing Teams who put mm. the ball out of the park Because one of their own players is injured Right before we speak to Brendan Rodgers Let's get thoughts of Sean Who's a Rangers fan on the line What did you make of today Sean? Yeah I thought today was good To get uh, five different players scoring goals To keep a clean sheet And especially for a good game That's probably one of the first times I'm not a fan of uh, plastic pitches But that was probably one of the, the games I've actually enjoyed watching a game on plastic pitch Because every time I watch a game on plastic pitch It just seems to be a boring game of football and it's just me. Uh, just doesn't seem as a good a game. But the game, the day, I thought was good, and I'm just hoping my my second team City won the day, no? I'm I'm with you, Sean, in that one. I'm, I'm is this a game? To you? No, bite, bite my nails here watching this cup final. No, but not just that. The pitch as well. You two are singing from the same hymn sheet. Yeah, because I think that the pitches come in for a lot of criticism, and whether you agree with them at top flight or not is your own opinion. We've all got our own opinions. I thought Rangers actually enjoyed playing in that pitch today. The way they moved the ball about, their passing, it was slick, it was quick, they created a lot of chances, scored five goals. I just thought for a one-off for Rangers players, you wouldn't have any Rangers players walking off that pitch today saying, do you know what, I didn't like playing there. Because everything went from it for them. It dictated the way they played the game down, the ball in the deck, the movement, Kent, Jack... 
Arfield people like that Candace in the wide areas I just thought that Rangers were excellent today against probably a, a, a poor Hamilton side Jim Duffy overall in the last couple of days for Rangers I, I don't think anyone even the most optimistic fans would have predicted that the Kilmarnock game and now this the, the, the six points the level of uh, the level of those performances the gap by which they won the games Obviously scoring a you know a significant number of goals as well, being you know very uh, prolific uh, in that area. Um, you know, I, I obviously didn't see the game today. I was wondering because I heard Brian Rice talking about a style of play, and I thought maybe they've maybe they've really watered that pitch today, and that can make a big difference in a plastic pitch if it's been watered because the ball will move quicker. But uh, you know, the, the test for Rangers is to come, of course, against Kilmarnock, who were you know playing playing well in, in, in the cup. But they've got to go to Petodre uh, in the next round. They've got to go to other places. I mean, Stephen Gerrard saying that you know some of his players, obviously, I know he's mentioned Kamara saying he was like a Rolls Royce and stuff. But they've got to go and produce that against you know Hibs at Easter Road, uh, Hearts at Tynecastle, etc. And, and 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 build on that because he said he doesn't. He saw a couple of egos a couple of weeks ago, and he doesn't want to see that. He doesn't want that complacency. So it's now down to Rangers. You know they've, they've beaten Hamilton, but they should be beating Hamilton comfortably. Uh, they have done that. Uh, but but the most important thing is is to get that momentum and get that consistency of of positive results. Let's hear from Brendan Rodgers on today's game. You know, and I think you you sense with the crowd and everyone. You know, it's a difficult one for the referee because it's not the referee's job. You know, um, you know, I think the 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 right back, in fairness to him, I think he's tried to throw back to to Kieran just into the space for Kieran to run onto it. But the young striker's just taken it and uh, and then attacked the goal. So. Uh, and you've actually seen everyone had sort of stopped, um, but um, but yeah. So I think Motherwell had an opportunity then to to do something uh, in the spirit of the game, uh, but uh, but choose not to, and and obviously went on and uh, actually were pressing then, you know, for the equaliser. Um, so that's where again the, the the credit comes in for my players. So because they, uh, like I say, it was a real a real unjust in the game. And uh, and obviously disappointed with with, with the action, but uh, but so proud of the players how they did react and, and get the win in the end. Speculation about Leicester City this morning, Brendan. Yeah, no, I, I was asked before the game on it, and my position hasn't changed just after the game. I think since I've been here, there's there's always been that, you know, in terms of you know I've, I've spoken to you a number of times on on things. So um, my focus today was the. Was was for Celtic and the in the players. It was very important for us to get three points today and keep the momentum going. But uh, other than that, I've I've got nothing to say really. If Leicester City fancy Brendan Rodgers as their next manager, who can blame them? He's won seven trophies in a row up here, and he's achieved things that no one's ever managed in Scottish football before: the double treble, the invincible season. There's no point in supporters going into meltdown and saying this is a media conspiracy to get Brendan Rodgers away from Celtic Park in case he wins 10 in a row. That's just, that's social media claptrap. Especially when most of the reports this morning were coming out of Leicester. Yes. But anyway, we'll move on. The, the bottom line is, of course clubs are interested in Brendan Rodgers. He's a top class manager. It's like Moussa Dembele coming into the Celtic side showing himself to be an outstanding talent and clubs from all over look at Moussa Dembele and eventually one gives Celtic £20 million for Moussa Dembele. That's how the whole game works. Right, what about this incident? Um, 
Jim Duffy, listening to Brendan Rodgers there, he, he, he said, you know, Muddle had the chance to do something about it yeah, and didn't. Does, does that mean that he, he was expecting Muddle to then let Celtic yeah. score afterwards? Because he didn't seem to be pointing the finger too much at, at any player for the, the incident itself. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. He's basically saying that, you know, Celtic should have been allowed to run up the pitch and, you know, the mother. Uh, Motherwell players just part of the Red Sea and just let Edward or whoever it is it takes in a run and stick the ball into into the goal to to even it up and if he'd have done that everyone would have thought well yeah that's in the spirit of the game I, again I, 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 me personally I, I don't think that should happen uh, again it's not it's not against the rules to do it it's, we've said this before so listen if that's the case then you know if someone dives in the box and they get a penalty and score, and everyone goes, it's, it was never a penalty. Would, does a guy deliberately miss the penalty then, because he knows it? Or, or if he does score, do you then say, OK, well, let, let's you run up the pitch? There's so many incidents that could happen in games that can affect games. It, it ultimately didn't affect the game, and I think we just have to move on from it. But that, yeah, that, that's definitely what he's alluding to. He thinks that maybe the motherwell manager could have said to his players, listen... Allow, allow Celtic to run up the pitch and score and, and maybe it would have but people will still be talking about the goal let's be honest they would have still been talking mm. about it yeah I think Jim's right um, it's happened before I, I witnessed it with Stevie Crawford the Dunfermline manager Yeovil against Plymouth and uh, Yeovil all stood to the side and let Stevie Crawford just run up and put the ball in the back of it I don't agree with it at all Gorn. I'll yeah. sum the whole thing up in eight words was it unethical yes was it unlawful no you're right, that was eight words, so I was just yeah. counting quickly. Ah, so <laughs> good, yeah. no, listen, I agree with the guys, two, I was two, unethical, two but I, I'm not with Brendan Rogers. I don't think he should have been allowed to run up a part and score. And as it turns out, it meant nothing anyway. Celtic won the game comfortably, give the kid a break and, and move on. Yep, it was another dramatic day of Scottish football. It always is. It finished Hamilton 0, Rangers 5 in the early game, so the lead was cut to five points at the top. But Celtic restored the eight-point gap when they beat Motherwell by four goals to one. Yes, Motherwell's goal was controversial. We've heard from Stephen Robinson and Brendan Rodgers. But it is an eight-point gap. And there's no real rest because we've got a midweek fixture card as well. And that should be fantastic. So we are back tomorrow night from six o'clock. Hugh Keevans, Alex Ray and myself will be here. Thank you to Jim Duffy out and about at Celtic Park at the moment. Thanks to Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. And as always, the biggest thanks is to you for all the calls and tweets. Stay where you are because Greg's is up next with the time hop.